Hi there, my name is Mary Kilolea. Welcome to the To Be Boulder podcast, providing career insights for the next generation of women in business and tech. To Be Boulder was created out of my love for technology and marketing, my desire to bring together like-minded women, and my hope to be a great role model and source of inspiration for my two girls and other young women like you. Encouraging you guys to show up and to be bolder and to know that anything you guys dream of, it's totally possible. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. Today on the show is a woman I have known for some time now, someone I admired and found to be confident, kind, assertive, and ambitious. Mayura Garg is an integrated digital marketing leader for Cygog Nito. Mayura is a dynamic product marketing and campaign leader with deep experience in being a creative and sales impact-focused marketing leader with more than 15 years of experience in product partner marketing, strategic campaign planning, product line management, sales enablement, and successful launch and market adoption of new technology products. Mayura, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for the great intro. I had no idea. <laughs> it's funny to always have someone introduce you like, oh, wow. <laughs> that well, is a lot. But thank you for having me here. Of course. And it's so fun to reconnect with you. I remember, you know, we worked at Intel, obviously, a few years back. And so, you know, stayed in contact through LinkedIn. But to have you on the show really is special. So um, I would love it if you could tell us um, about your current role, but also start back where, you know, you got out of college and, and, and you came on your journey and some of the jobs that you've had to get you here. Sure. So, you know, so I work for, uh, it's a, a series B company um, based in Palo Alto, founded by uh, another. Um, so he's a, an Israeli founder um, and worked for the Israeli defense um, 8200 unit and um, has this incredible technology to um, allow organizations to see their um, entire IT footprint right, as an attacker would. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's just such an interesting concept. He's, he's brought a lot of innovation into the space. We're trying to build a new category in security. And, um, it, you know, it's just, it's an amazing fit. You know, the technology is so amazing. And once, you know, we educate the CISOs on what is possible to do, how we really help them um, pro- become more proactive about looking at their attack surface and reducing their risk. They just, it, you know, it's it's just an, a very exciting um, effect. So for me as a marketer, when I kind of got introduced to the company, uh, to me, it was so exciting to have a product that is so fabulous to get an opportunity to define a whole new category of looking at security mm-hmm. um, and um, you know being a part of the growth story, helping um, helping this company achieve its growth goals, right? To get to the next round and beyond. So, so to me, that was um, that that is an interesting and exciting opportunity that gets me going every day. And so, um, so that's what I'm currently doing, and um, uh, my. I don't know. It's been too many years so since I graduated college. So I had, you know, I started. Um, you know, I, I graduated with double E computer science, University of Illinois, and um, I started doing research at Motorola. That was the company. I think very few people know about them now, but they were known for their the first 
um, you, you know, the, the StarTech, uh, not Star, yeah, it is, it was StarTech phone and um, uh, radio communication. Oh, yeah, right, right. Now, the Iridium satellite, they started doing the space communication. So they had a lot of, you know, significant bets that company was making. And I was part of the corporate research group coming out of uh, college. Um, and, you know, I, I happened to know that team. I, I got an internship while I was still finishing college and they offered me a position. So I went back full time and it was it was really interesting. We had a whole lab of PhDs doing, you know, thinking about the next generation of communications. And um, so I was brought on to help them, you know, manage all their um, uh, servers, um, you know, so, it, you know, working with the IBM and there were silicon graphics. And so it was like high performance computing <laughs> back then. And then I think for me, um, you know, I worked in the lab and the, the lab director, he's like, look, you only have an undergrad and we have, we hire PhDs and above. So if you want to grow, you need to get more advanced education. So then I started my master's while I was working there in AA. And then at some point, I kind of realized that I was more interested in the business aspect. Mm -hmm. So um, so it just happened that I was recruited by someone at Hewlett Packard to be in the field. Um, and then um, I made that transition to be, so I was like the solution architect or technology consultant, if you will, uh, based out of the Chicago office. And then I started business school at Kellogg. And that was a really um, interesting part of my journey, just kind of like getting exposed. So the, the whole business school experience was very eye-opening in terms of just, you know, the caliber of people you were exposed mm -hmm. to and, and the parties were fabulous. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was a really good time. I happened to meet my husband during that time as well. And um, so, so I was with HP doing a number of different solution architect. Then I was in sales. I was actually had quota and I was running, I had the entire Midwest. Um, and so I was 20 something and traveling to a new Midwest mm -hmm. kind of city um, and doing business school. And uh, it was just, you know, when I look back, I think it was just so crazy that I didn't even think about it because I would, you know, because I'm a vegetarian and I would regularly entertain my clients at steakhouses <laughs> in middle America <laughs> and, and didn't blink or think twice about it. Like, that's just life. You know, mm -hmm. this, this is what you do. And then I finished business school and we came to San Francisco because my husband was training at UCSF. So then my next kind of thing was working, doing product management for a smaller communications company. It was a mid-sized company, about 5,000 employees. I started doing product and distribution and marketing operations. And um, it was just a bunch of different roles. And that company was getting sold. So they're like, cut our marketing budgets mm -hmm. and they would be like, here's your $5,000, go line your next. And we were working on wireless line switching, right? Mm -hmm. And it's sold by distribution, by reseller. And it was just like, every day we're like, okay, here's, you know, it just felt like, okay, as a marketer, you want enough resources right. to do what you know, you know, um, can do and everything you're you're trained to do, right? So so it felt like it was, it wasn't, um, it, you know, I learned a lot, did a lot of stuff. But then I had uh, someone I'd worked with at HP 
who was at Intel and um, he um, called me and he said, Hey, you know, you, you've been working in um, wireless and we need someone who understands that space. And why don't you come, you know, why don't you come and talk to us? So, you know, we were, I'm like, you know, Oregon, my husband will not take it. <laughs> you know, I'm not interested. And he's like, just come out and meet us. So we, I met him at, um, that R&B cafe because he had just come come down for the day and he's like you know this is uh, this would be really uh, you know uh, interesting and exciting time and you know um, and for me um, having seen this the whole Centrino right and how much um, you know Intel was able to do so it just felt like hey you know this seems like you know, a place that has the resources mm-hmm. to actually go do something um, amazing. So I ended up, you know, going through the process and, um, and then they, um, you know, they gave me an offer. I said, I can't move. And so they said, okay, you'll be the only person in Santa Clara, but if you want to grow, you have to move. So I said, okay, well, let's see, you know, how it goes. And at that time I was like, oh, I could, I could do this four days in Oregon. (laughs) That didn't last very long. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I've been uh, in different product groups. Like I started in mobility, right? In the mobility Mm -hmm. products group, working on, you know, launching some of our wireless uh, technologies, right? Doing co-marketing. Then I moved into doing marketing for the anti-theft service, which is a service that we ended up selling into retail um, that helps you lock down your computer if you lose it. Mm-hmm. So then whoever finds it, they can't do anything. It's essentially a, a brick, right? So so that was our consumer security. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had, we had to do everything for it from like the product experience, like how are people going to experience it? to like the branding there was we actually had a brand associated with it called and it looked like a uh, crocodile <laughs> a crocodile's mouth open i don't know if you ever seen it it's a i don't remember that yellow, one it's a yellow triangle with a you know so anyway so it was it was a lot of fun experience trying to figure out how you know how to work with best buy how to like take this technology new consumers you know, what are the like elements to scale? Because, you know, for us, everything is like, how are we going to scale, right? And get to all the markets. So that was, that was fascinating. And then, you know, I needed to move to the Midwest for, you know, my husband's job. So from there, I moved to um, Channels, Mm -hmm. a partner, um, an alliances group, and was doing the communication strategy and media. And did some interesting things there for three years, and then after that, I've been doing uh, I've been doing campaigns, running um, the Vipro campaign, and then once we had more of a data center cloud um, for the North America team. So it's been a lot of different jobs at Intel for sure, and I feel like that the fourteen years I was there was truly the time where I, I grew um, in a lot of different ways with you know the different aspects of marketing, right? And sales enablement and working with channels. You've really transitioned. What were hurdles in your transition and how did you overcome them if there were any, or did you just say, here's an opportunity, I'm going to go figure it out? You know, there was a little bit of that. I always looked at things and kind of said, oh, this is fascinating. And I I would do a lot of, you know, um, you know, go to different seminars. I'd like 
train, like, or read um, on different things and kind of develop a point of view. And I think it's a very important thing Mm -hmm. to always know where things are going to shift to, what's going to matter. And so I I always did a lot of like, and also, you know, trying to fit between where life is going, right? Mm -hmm. And what you, what what interests you and like where the industry is going. And you always want to be doing some effort and some work on your own to have a point of view of where do you see yourself going right in the next year in the next three years you know or five years so so I think I've always done that and it's also you know the thing that I feel like um, I didn't do as well which I would encourage you know a lot of the young up-and-coming talent to do is is really you know take networking as seriously as Mm. delivering right? Like you could do a project, but I think the value of getting different perspectives and getting different people, especially when they start in a large corporation, Mm -hmm. it far outweighs anything you would learn from doing a project. So I I think that I didn't do it as well, but that's something, Mm -hmm. you know, is so important to make time and really get on people's calendars and really say, oh, I want to talk to you about you know, something and have coffee or, you know, just to take a walk with someone. Absolutely. I agree completely. Um, Networking is so crucial. And I mean, obviously having um, intention and and thoughtful questions going into it, but also just knowing that there are people out there willing to help you, um, you know, if they see that you're serious about something. Um, One thing that I heard while you were talking was your love for learning. And I think that attributed to your success along the way, transitioning into a new role is one thing, but if you're not going to do the research and you're not going to develop that point of view, you're going to be in that role and you you may or may not be seen as a contributor. No, it's in, and it's true in any single thing we do. And now when, when the, the, the pace is so much faster, Mm -hmm. even, even next week when I, you know, work, I will have to go talk to five or six different firms and, and, and develop like, Hey, you know, out of this, what is the best way for us to move forward? Right. You constantly have to do that to move, you know, the business forward, but also you as an individual. Right. And so, um, you know, next week I am going to an event where, you know, Sixth Sense is hosting someone local in Palo Alto. It's going to be hard because, you know, there is a lot of things, right. Like in the evening you're trying to, Mm -hmm. but I think it, it needs to be something you need to prioritize and do, um, on a weekly basis to get new perspectives and meet with your peers um, and understand, hey, you know, how are you tackling with this? Because there are going to be the the scale of problems that we will have is going to get bigger and bigger. So you do need that um, perspective on an ongoing basis. That's a great advice, especially from peers. Um, I, I think there's a lot to learn from each other, um, not even, you know, up the chain, but just even your colleagues. Yeah. Um, when you've taken the different career positions along the way, when you get a job offer or when you're, you know, down to the acceptance, are there some non-negotiables about that role that you're like, it has to check these three boxes or it has to check these boxes in order for it to be a fit for me? Well, first you want to see yourself being able to grow, look for growth for you as an individual. And I, you know, does it teach you something? Does it give you an opportunity to do something that is going to 
you know, change the trajectory of where you go next. So you want to look at growth and, you know, honestly, the, the personalities of the people, um, when I found, you know, I think sometimes you go in, you know, and you know, it's hard, right? Like you can have, you know, going through the interview process, you could tell that story, they will tell you a story about their management style, their company, but until you've kind of gone in there, you have to make that assessment, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, is this a place where I want to continue to invest my time and energy? And it's an ongoing thing, not just at when you're given that offer, but it's every, every week, you'd need to reflect and say, is this, helping me grow is or is it stifling me because a lot of you know they don't mean to or you know especially in smaller companies mm-hmm. they don't have the the talent the depth of talent or expertise so you have to really watch for that it depends on where they've come from as well when mm-hmm. you they haven't seen you know what good looks like you know what I'm saying? Yes. And from a management perspective, from a leadership perspective, you definitely want to see, you know, work for someone who's going to push you and grow you. Right. 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 So that look for that personal chemistry, you know, with who you're going to be working for and look for, you know, how is it going to grow you? And, you know, you need to do a check to see, is it real? You know, do you, do you feel like there is more that you could do? There's more that you could take on. Right. So to me, that's non-negotiable. Like if you feel like, oh, my gosh, I've done this. Right. Like there is <laughs> there is no challenge in this or there is no, you know, where how am I going to grow here? Then it's not it's not worth it. There right. are too many other things you could go do. So go go find something else. What's the best piece of advice you have received over the years? Negotiate every single time. It was very difficult for me. And then I took this class. You know, it's just like, hey, you're going to be uncomfortable, but you have to negotiate because, you know, negotiations produces better outcomes for everyone. And you have to get comfortable with that. So I think I, I try to use that, you know, in every kind of situation. I embarrass my kids sometimes. They're like, mom, don't. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, I try, especially my daughter, I try to explain it to her. Right. That, you know, what? I'm trying to grow the pie for both them and for us. And it's actually, I want, I do it more so that they get used to it. They get used to kind of asking to say, well, what if we do this? Or what is that? And, you know, and that's, you know, so to me, I I think that was really good. Do you remember the class you took? Yeah, this was, uh, there's actually a really good women's leadership course at Stanford that where negotiation is one of them. And, you you know, so we had like, like, and, and for women is, you know, there are certain ways that women can be more successful. So they actually, the, the whole thing was around as a woman, how do you negotiate and how do you ask so that you're not seen in a negative way, you know? Yes. I would love to look up, I'm going to look up that class. I think having the skill of negotiation just sets you apart in today's world as a woman? You know, before I would say, oh, why, you know, like I would avoid conflict, Mm -hmm. right? And then once I got comfortable with it, it was actually enjoyable. It was like something silly. Like, you know, we were talking about, oh, we have to take down budget, right? Like in a group and nobody was complaining. I said, no, I will not take it down. And here's why. And because I just come off this training, right? And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. You keep your budget. (laughs) And I was like, what? (laughs) So, uh, so no, I, I still do it. I st- I try to do as much, you know, and and it's it's always a good reminder. 
practice, practice that muscle. When you reflect back on your career, what are you most proud of? Just one thing, huh? Well, no, I'm sure you have many things to be proud of, but obviously, but yeah, if there's something that rises to the top. Well, I think when I was working the channel job at Intel, we didn't have a social community for the channel. So, you know, I kind of had a vision for what it looks like and, you know, proposed it. And you know how we had all this, uh, you know, like the governance for social stuff like that to kind of go through all of that and actually get something out and to have partners really enjoy like the connection with each other. And, with you know, I thought that was really, you know, something impactful that they really, you know, enjoyed and benefited and it helped Intel reinvigorate that, you know, the relationship with the channel. So, you know, what you just said, impact, I think that is a key for anyone um, looking to build a career is being able to show your impact, um, not only for the company, but for like what you said, so it, it makes you so proud of what you do because you know, you added value to all the stakeholders who participated. Exactly. And, and the community. And I think in any marketing type of role, we should always be looking at building the communities, mm-hmm. whether it's our partners, whether it's, you know, our resellers, whether it's uh, people who want to build this category with us, right, and are going to go on the ride with us. So it's, it's really important to keep that front and center. All right. So now I'm going to shift into our rapid fire section. I only have a few questions here, and then I'll let you have your Saturday back. Um, if you could tell your 20 year old self anything, what would it be? Oh my gosh, there's so many stuff. But I think it's just having the courage, having the courage to just try new new things and really believing in yourself, believing in yourself more yeah. than I did. And, and you know, definitely the networking. I think networking would be the number one message is very, very important for any young person to just kind of say that is table stakes, right? Right. Learn to do it, get, you know, it's okay if you're uncomfortable, but just get on the other side and do it, right? And and just taking chances and believing in yourself. Who inspires you and why? My daughter inspires me. She has such a passion for so many different things. And she is like always full of energy and she has all these new ideas. So, you know, when I talk to her, it inspires me. I love that. I love that. And I get that a hundred percent. What does to be bolder mean to you? To me, it's just pushing yourself, you know, um, and really visualizing what is possible and every day making space and time for making that real. So it's really just pushing yourself and really believing that it's possible. I can't thank you enough for sharing your, your career story, your thoughts, your wisdom and insights for uh, the conversation. Thank you for having me, Mary. Oh, you're welcome. Where can someone get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your current company or just want to connect with you through LinkedIn, you know, on my LinkedIn profile, happy to happy to connect and take questions and, and offer any help. I'm always ready to help, especially young women in tech. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Mary. Take care. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the episode today. It was really fun chatting with my guest. If you liked our show, please like it and share it with your friends. 
If you want to learn what we're up to, please go check out our website at 2bbolder.com. That's the number two, little b, boulder.com.